Welcome to Room 106. I'm Richard Garlick from Planning Magazine. And I'm Toby Porter, also from Planning Magazine, covering for the holiday in John Gaken. This is a bonus edition in which we'll be discussing the government's decision not to ring fence for planning purposes, the increase in council income that should arise from the forthcoming rise in planning application fees. But before we get into that, Toby, tell us about the key news stories from the past seven days. Yes, there's been a lot going on. Firstly, authorities will be able to ignore a scheme's nutrient pollution of protected watercourses under the government's levelling up and regeneration bill amendments. Local planning authorities will be told to assume developments could not adversely affect areas in which government agency Natural England's nutrient neutrality advice applies. And also this week, new duties for the planning system should have special regard to climate change and secure public health and well-being, plus a requirement for extra scrutiny of proposed national development management policies, under a requirement added to the levelling up and regeneration bill in a series of defeats for the government on Tuesday 4th of September. Also this week, Deputy Labour leader Angela Rayner has been given an additional role as the opposition's shadow levelling up secretary. Leader Sakir Starmer also announced on Monday that her predecessor, Wigan MP Lisa Nandy, has been demoted to Minister for International Development. An important court judgment, the High Court has upheld a planning condition restricting retail to cafe conversions, despite recent extensions to permitted development rights that apply to such changes. A property firm's bid to disapply a planning condition ensuring there was a maximum of 40% restaurants, cafes and professional services at the Brunswick Centre in central London, was halted by the court. The judge said that the only way to safeguard the retail function and character of the Brunswick Centre was to have a condition that was of permanent and not merely temporary effect. Otherwise, the intended safeguarding is meaningless. And lastly, Stroud District Council has hit pause on its local plan, after planning inspectors recommended withdrawing the blueprint due to fundamental concerns, they said, over its infrastructure provision. The main issues they raised were whether the M5 motorway would have the capacity to support new development and the viability of public transport and new infrastructure proposed at new housing settlements. Many thanks, Toby. Of course, more details on each of those stories can be found on planningresource.co.uk. Okay, so now to return to Room 106 for our deep dive. In July, the government confirmed that councils will be able to raise fees for applications. It had previously proposed that additional income arising from this increase should be ring-fenced for spending within the council's planning department. However, Despite 88% of the consultation responses supporting this measure, the government has now said it will not take this forward. It's justified this by saying that ring fencing would, quote, impose a restriction, unquote, on councils, who, they say, are best placed to make funding decisions themselves. So I'm heading into Room 106 to find out more about the fee increase and the implications of the fact that it won't be ring-fenced. Will you be joining me, Toby? I've already had enough excitement for one day. See you later.
Fair enough. Here goes. Well, here I am again in the room in which all new planning information is gathered. I think our regular contributor, Ben Cochin, will be in the section where they keep government responses to feedback on their consultations. It's another of the compartments in Room 106 that mysteriously seems to fill up just when everyone's going on holiday. Ah, here he is. Hello, Ben. Oh, hi, Richard. Ben, you've been looking at this government decision not to ring-fence the increased income from planning application fees for council planning departments. Before we get into that, can you start off by reminding us what the government has said it will allow English councils to do in terms of raising planning application fees and when? Oh, yes. Uh, Richard, this has been a, a running issue for planning authorities for quite a long time. Planning application fees are set nationally. And in fact, they haven't gone up since 2018. And there was a consultation back in February looking at different options for how the planning application fees might be increased. They've come to a decision that for major planning applications, the fees will rise by 35%. And all other planning applications, smaller ones generally, they'll go up by 25%. And is that across the board or is that a matter of sort of giving local authorities the freedom to raise them by up to those amounts? I suspect authorities could go for lower if they really wanted, but I think they will go for the full amount because actually the fees will not cover the costs of processing these applications, even with this increased amount. So I suspect councils will go for the full amount. And it's going to be indexed, so it'll go up every year in line with inflation. I'm sure that latter part will be a, a huge relief to planning authorities. They've been wanting to raise the the fees for a long time because nationally the government estimates that running planning application services across England is running at about £675 million a year and the income from planning fees is only totalling around about £393 So the increase, I think, is generally welcomed with a number of caveats that I think will probably come on to, Richard. I'm aware of the, uh, yes, the the caveats are are very important and um, we're obviously going to be talking about those in a a minute. But I think the thing about the indexation is essential because this process of uh, the debate about the application fees, I don't know if you see it differently, but from my perspective, the government sort of quite often seems to say we really ought to increase planning fees and the sector, not just councils, but applicants and developers, consultants, etc., say, yes, they do really need to go up. But it seems to take an age for that to sort of actually get to a situation where the government actually puts it up. So to sort of short circuit the process by just indexing it so that it goes up, I guess, in line with inflation every year seems a huge step forward. It makes a lot of sense because it's national. It's complicated and it has to go through a parliamentary committee for approval for the fees to go up so it it is a it, it, this, this obviously will bypass that because it will just automatically happen i presume it simplifies the process i think that's clearly the case 
And just before we go uh, any further into the increase of the of the of the application fees, there are one or two other announcements that it, it the government made in its response. So it, it's talking about some um, some other changes. Yes, there are two interesting changes which might have some unintended consequences that we might talk about. There was something called a free go for repeat applications. Basically, if you put in an application for a similar scheme on the same site within a year of a previous application, you don't have to pay an extra fee. And that's going. The other thing which is interesting is the timescale for the planning guarantee right of refund. Basically, under the current system, if a council didn't determine a planning application within 26 weeks, the applicant was eligible for a refund of the planning application fee. Now, under these proposals, which presumably are going through, this will be reduced down to 16 weeks. So if a planning application is not determined within that 16 weeks, the application fee will be refunded. Okay, so how much is this increase likely to raise for local planning authorities? Well, the ballpark figure that the government estimated is for the first year, 97.7 million, which if you disaggregate that to local authorities, each one or quite a lot of them could get, you know, quite sizable amounts of money, maybe around sort of £200,000, that, that, that sort of figure is, is, is what's being estimated. It's, it's, it's a goodly amount of cash. But, of course, the key question is, is this money going to go into the hands of council planning departments or is it going to go elsewhere? Well, unfortunately, Richard, I can't really answer that question because it will be up to each local planning authority to make that decision. In the consultation that I mentioned before in February, it had been suggested that the funds would be ring-fenced so that councils would have no choice but to use the income from planning application fees for their planning departments. The government has decided not to put that requirement on local authorities. So it will be up to each planning authority to make that decision. Obviously, the worry is, is you know, with local authorities, they're not just strapped for cash to run their planning departments, they're strapped for cash in all sorts of other areas, some of which are areas where there is a statutory requirement for them to provide a service. And social care is always quoted as an example, and which, for that reason, tend to be given greater priority than planning when it comes to handing out council resources. So what reason did the government give you know, clearly they're aware of this concern that an increase in application fees, if not ring-fenced, might not make, it, make its way to planning departments. What reason did it give for um, changing its stance on that or, or, or not following through that suggestion? They basically said roughly what I've just described, actually. So it's up to each local planning authority to make that decision. And in fact, it's interesting because if you talk to local authorities, they do not like ring-fenced funds. So they like to have be in control of their own funds. And that's the government played that one back to them. And indeed, I think it's the private sector who are most upset about this because basically they want to put in 
a planning application and they're happy to pay the increased fee if they were confident that that increased fee would give them a better service. They're the ones in favour of it. The, lo- the local authorities are a little bit iffy, but yeah, generally they, they think uh, it's, it's a good thing that the fee is increased. The government said that they want the councils to be in control. That's what they said. But developers may be concerned that they're paying more money without being sure that their money's going towards getting a, a better planning service. Yes, yes. What's quite interesting is about performance targets and that sort of thing which councils are under to approve planning applications. And we may come on to that briefly, but those authorities that are keen to deliver their house building targets are the ones who are likely to see that the funds are used for their planning departments. So you're not so uh, sceptical about all this that you think that planning departments might end up not benefiting at all from this change? I would hope that some councils will use the increased income. One of the interesting points that one of the local authority people I spoke to said, well, actually, you know, if we were given full control of our planning application fees, we might actually use the funds for our planning departments. Rather than government actually dictating what the fees should be, why don't they give us full control and then we will then run the service with the income that we're getting? But somehow with it being imposed from on top, it doesn't feel as if it's really their money, I guess. This is a sort of uh, the argument being made, as it has been for some years, of why isn't more autonomy given to councils to set their own fees and uh, according to what level of planning service they, they, they want to provide. But um, of course, we're not there yet. But I, I was interested to see in your uh, your piece that people can read on on, uh, on planning resource co.uk that some councils are saying you know unequivocally that they will spend this money on their planning service that's absolutely right and and, and i spoke to uh, one of the cabinet members from a cornwall council that's got a lot of planning applications in the pipeline and she was saying that those funds will go for our development control one of the interesting points which has got lost in this actually is that we're strictly talking here about development control not about policy officers in the planning departments. It doesn't cover that. So plan making is not funded through this. Although presumably councils could use it to fund plan making now that the ring fencing isn't there. But uh, but are you saying that the when the ring fencing proposal was there, the proposal was to reserve the money for the development management function? Absolutely. They're seeing it as funding development management, whether it's ring-fenced or not. This is These figures are all relating to development management, development control, rather than the whole plan-making process. And I think actually one of the points which I haven't mentioned is, of course, the planning guarantee changes and the right of refund. Now, councils are, you know, they might not use their funds on determining planning applications, but I am sure they won't want to pay the funds back if they don't determine within the set period. So if they don't, they're going to be keen to get the applications through within 16 weeks. Otherwise, they'll be giving the money back. So I think this could be a bit more of a, a, an incentive to determine the planning applications reasonably promptly. Now, whether that means that they take the easy way out and reject a, a scheme because they can't determine it in the period, or whether they do it properly is another question. And there is a a little bit of concern that because of the time pressure, 
schemes might get rejected rather than considered properly. But I was also interested to to see the point you made in your article that uh, some people think it may influence councils. That this tightened planning guarantee is another reason for councils to spend this money or a substantial portion of it on their development management service rather than spreading it around the council. Oh, yes. If they don't want to have to return the money, then they're going to use the money on considering applications. That's absolutely true. And I suspect that's part of the government's thinking here. Though, in fact, there has been talk about more performance measures on councils to measure performance on planning application decisions as another incentive to G up the planning process. Uh, but they, they seem to be in the long grass. Hopefully, this isn't just about employing more planning officers, but actually improving the conditions of existing local authority planning officers. People are saying they're underpaid and local authorities can't keep their planning staff. They, they go off to the private sector where they can earn more money. So hopefully, this might improve the salaries of planning officers. Well, it certainly sounds like, uh, broadly, it sounds like good news. Uh, certainly, if a lot of this money, uh, let's hope you know, the majority of this money, does end up making its way to um, planning department budgets. Ben, thank you very much for that. I will um, leave you here, uh, pouring through the uh, government responses to uh, consultation feedback, and look forward to seeing you in Room 106 again soon. Look forward to it, Richard. Great, that's another edition completed. We'll be back next week with another update on the past fortnight's biggest planning news stories. And in the meantime, don't forget to subscribe wherever you normally get your podcasts. And to get a daily bulletin of planning news, plus weekly analysis and specialist bulletins, subscribe at planningresource.co.uk. Our thanks to producers Nav Powell and Till Owen from Haymarket Business Media and Daisy Chaku from Rethink, and thanks for listening.